Hey everybody, this is Steve. Welcome. Super quick note, if you're jumping in right now, this is probably episode 14, not episode 13. We had to break up Halloween into two parts. Don't trip, it's no big deal. Just settle back. If you're starting at 14, hit pause, go back, start on episode 13. Then we'll see you right back here. Alright, here's some stuff about Puerto Rico. Did you hit the button? Yeah, let's see. Puerto nice. Rico's been. We so we're talking about Puerto Rico. Nice. Or I'm talking about Puerto Rico as best I can. Uh, <laughs> You're doing great. Just from some rough notes. Uh, well, in Puerto Rico, they, they filed bankruptcy in 2015. Um, uh, let's see, they have the... Yes, they have, they have a lot of financial issues in the country. Yeah, yeah. Uh, almost goes without saying uh, for anybody who is paying attention to the uh, situation over there. Yeah. Um, hopefully you know about that. Uh, they've been in debt to the United States. For right, a they've been in debt for a long time. Yeah. And, uh, so, but we had, we had Hurricane see. Irma and Hurricane Maria hit in Puerto Rico. Yeah. Yeah, a month ago. We got people dead. We got power out. Power's out. Yeah, shit's blown apart. And right. Um, yeah. The concern is what you're talking about: private interests coming in from outside. Well, yeah, the privatization more and more. You know, probably. So somebody wants to come in and rebuild the roads, but they're a large, you know, international corporation that wants to rebuild the roads so that they can uh, better facilitate the landing of their ships in port and the transporting of the trucks with their right. goods to market, right? In yeah. that, in that uh, on, on Puerto Rico. Yeah. Um, in this case, uh, wherever. Um, yeah. Power restoration, right? Power's out all over the place. Right. Well, there, uh, there's a thing <coughs> called resilient power or something. Uh, I was not, not clear on it. Uh, there's supposed to be this group of people who is who are putting up solar panels and um, I don't know how they're I don't know my my notes are very limited so resilient so, solar and they're they're in Puerto Rico right resilient what was it called resilient power I think that's what it is resilience power Farmers lost entire crops, uh, spreading seeds in hope of future harvest. Future harvest. Uh, debt numbers, 2000 to 2014. Uh, cap investment, 176 trillion dollars. Returns were 1.1 trillion, and went back to the workers was about 8 percent. Okay, so is resilient power uh, more like? Puerto Rican based I think organization. So. I think right? so. They're good. We like them. Uh, not a hundred percent of that, but but you know very interested in finding out more about them. So we are gonna learn more about them 
we have an article from PBS.org also that uh, we're peeking at for some of the statistics that uh, you know we're looking at to frame the conversation uh, to help people better understand though if they if they didn't already when we're talking about these uh, two hurricanes uh, they were deadly you know 16 people died 80 percent of the island's crops were destroyed over 80 percent of the island was out of power for a number of weeks and much of the island remains out of power as we speak today and we're like something yeah. like a month after the disaster right so that's incredibly significant when you consider that puerto rico generally first off is the united states protectorate or territory yeah, a... whatever we call poor folks who we've you know, colonized forcibly or otherwise yeah. uh, over the years, uh, and uh, you know, I, I don't think they can vote. They can't vote on. <laughs> they can vote in primaries, apparently. That's great. But um, they can't vote for the president, though, can they? They can't vote for a president. Yeah, and they don't qualify for a whole bunch of funding that states would qualify for, and you know, a lot of other uh, things like that. Uh, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and and. Uh, you know, here we are in 2017, and we can hardly help them get their lights turned back on after a giant natural disaster. Right. Uh, so yeah. uh, that's kind of shameful. It's it's uh, you know more than unfortunate. And people are continuing to suffer and probably uh, be impacted in ways that we barely even imagining right now. You know, in fact, you know, almost dying and dying. Uh, they're not dying. Right now, they might be contracting the chronic conditions that shorten their lifespans later. They might be catching the disease or allowing a disease that they might have had a chance to treat effectively uh, grow and blossom for another six months or a year before they get back on track with, you know, normal medical treatments, let alone, uh, you know, nutrition and, you know, keeping your general, uh, the rest of your house in order health-wise. Uh, you know, people are just trying to stay clean and stay sanitary and stay safe and literally by drinking water, I believe, uh, even now in Puerto Rico. So, um, we're going to, we're lucky, we have a couple of days before we go live with this episode, and I will take that opportunity to, you know, follow up with uh, Paulu as well, and we'll look into where we believe, I believe we're looking at a, a leading organization right now being UNICEF, uh, that's doing good work over there. Uh, we have our collective uh, doubts about organizations like the Red Cross right now, but we'll give them a fair shake, we'll look at it, and we'll look at uh, who else is trying to help in Puerto Rico, and include some information about how to take direct action yourself to help those folks the show notes for sure. So, yeah. Sound good? Yeah, sounds great. Okay. Um, so I brought a story for us. Excellent. If everybody wants to hear it. I'm going to get a beer. My beer is doing good. Can I do a bit of a... One of those... story. 
So in the spirit of the holiday, I brought a story about a local Seattle landmark. Uh, this was brought to me uh, by a friend uh, that I met at the local uh, cannabis investors meetup last week. A uh, young dude named Edward, who's a professional photographer, a cannabis photographer, cool dude, and uh, lives in the neighborhood not far from me uh, down there and told me about a park not far from either of us that he had, uh, I think, previously lived closer to. Um, and so he was saying, oh, I used to live by this spot over here. Super haunted, dude. you got to check this out. you got to look into it and cover it in the podcast. So uh, Edward, uh, to his credit, emailed me the very next day and reminded me to look into this. And I'm like, holy crap. This is perfect for a Halloween time episode anyway. Uh, you know, it's a real place right here in Seattle. It's right up the road from us. It's like three miles from my house. And it's called the Martha Washington School for Insane Girls. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was called a number of things. It was called the Parental School originally. And I... I think um, a lot of times it was shortened to like the Martha Washington School, you know, you don't always need the whole and saying, you know, on Front Street at the end there. Um, but uh, this location is a park today, a city park in Seattle today. And, uh, you know, as part of our due diligence, I actually, so I just found out about it this past week been lightly Google searching it, um, understood how close it was and, and dragged the whole family down there today. So, uh, yep. Dragged them all down there. Uh, yeah, I didn't tell you that, did I? So that's what we were doing during the day today. That's why I couldn't make it, uh, earlier to, to any earlier than I did over here, uh, was, uh, we went to Martha Washington. It's like three miles North of our house. And, uh, my wife and, uh, my uh, five-year-old son, Kenny, and my, uh, one and a half year old son Royce uh, we all pile in and go to the park and it's literally just a lakeside park there's no playground or anything there Kenny wasn't that stoked about that but I let him bring his sword and his pirate eye patch and you know he made, made the most of it uh, really beautiful park uh, now and a nice little uh, sort of uh, tiny uh, quiet section of Lake Washington in a neighborhood like called Brighton Beach which is really like in the Mount Baker neighborhood which to frame it a little wider is in the Seaward Park Genesee Corridor uh, in South Lake Washington and uh, you know all areas that nobody outside of a very uh, localized zone is really going to understand so I apologize uh, but a uh, uh, beautiful zone uh, there used to be a building on this property the building was demolished in the year 2000 the school that I'm referring to uh, the Martha Washington School was uh, placed down in this neighborhood in the 1920s. Uh, but I'll back up just a little bit and tell you guys a little bit more about the context here. Uh, the Martha Washington School for Insane Girls, to give it the fullest and most ominous uh, possible uh, of its names, uh, you know, is rumored to be one of Seattle's most haunted places. The hospital school, asylum, whatever we're referring it, uh, to it as, uh, has persistent and, 
vague, strangely vague rumors uh, or anecdotal stories of violence in the school, uh, unexplained deaths, suicides, even murders. Uh, the school had a bad reputation in the neighborhood throughout a lot of its history and you know was under a lot of pressure to close down for a number of years before it finally did in the 1970s but you know it still nevertheless was a school that had its roots in a even older school from the Seattle area uh, in, in the Mercer Island uh, area uh, the parental school for boys and girls, uh, a co-ed sanatorium type setup for kids out on Mercer Island that ended up having all the expected problems that, you know, you could imagine from having adolescent boys and girls that are maybe mentally troubled, you know, uh, disabled, you know, suffering from any number of conditions, real or imagined. And that's a point that I'll come back around to in a minute here uh, uh, in a school. So, uh, within just a few years of that school's creation, and I think it was literally like two years, uh, they split the girls' school off from the boys. And uh, so I won't read everybody the dry timeline of this, the school's properties, actual like provenance and, and how it moved to its location where it opened in... Uh, in... Uh, Let's see here. Yeah, 1921. Okay. Uh, down in the location that we're referring to. The school operated for those 50 years, closing in the 1970s. We can only imagine what went on behind the doors and in the halls of a sanatorium like the Martha Washington School in 1940s America, 1950s America, 1960s America. Even that late, even that recently, patients who were checked into... Institutions like this were visited rarely by their family. Families signed paperwork that ceded almost complete control over the therapeutic or health care of their loved ones, uh, you know, to the schools, to the hospitals, to the sanatoriums. Uh, you know, you didn't really question what was being done to your, you know, son or daughter or, or grandchild who was committed to these places. Um, and they were, you know, not to put too fine a point on, upon it, experimented on medically, you know, uh, electroshock therapy was a common treatment, you know, uh, strange and highly toxic drug cocktails, you know, incredibly, uh, sedative and damaging drugs like Thorazine and other early powerful narcotic sedatives that, uh, you know, were used on people for years or decades at a time. Invasive procedures like lobotomies. Uh, 
many of those types of treatments, you know, often led to death. They led uh, to hauntings. Sorry? They led to the hauntings. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and so that's where we go with Martha Washington. The school closes in the 70s, early 70s. It actually sits vacant, get this, for like almost 10 years. And you know who takes it over? So for 10 years it's vacant and creepy. And then some sort of, even better, some sort of satanic temple-like group took it over. Uh, so, and I've got some links that point to some of this stuff. So I do have, I do have some fun details on that. I don't have, what I don't have is, you know, names of who died and when and at what crazy nurse or doctor's hands. And I wish I did. And I'm looking for it. Okay. I am. Uh, I do think that, you know, the larger, you know, reality of the way we treat, uh, misfit and ill and infirm, you know, people, in our society in general, but in America in particular, and in particular during the era during which a school like the uh, Martha Washington School was in operation, uh, was, you know, fairly terrifying and horrific. And I'm glad that, you know, I was born, you know, long after, well, no, I was born about when a lot of that stuff was ending in the United States commonly. Uh, and, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there are still a few of those somewhere that, you know, people get shipped off to to this day. Uh, but I, I have to think that back in the 1920s, if you lived in Seattle and you had a, you know, um, disabled son or daughter or other unwanted family member that was troublesome, you know, maybe hyperactive today, we might call them ADHD or autistic or any number of other things. Uh, it would probably be pretty, pretty uh, socially acceptable almost in that era to, you know, uh, take a member of the family like that somewhere where it was believed they would be better cared for perhaps than at home. But were they really being? So the patients at the Martha Washington School were said to have planted a number of the trees that still stand in the park to this day. Uh, we ran around the park, we explored, we played down by the water, we took some photos of the trees, we found clear evidence of a uh, sort of the original driveway leading up to what must have been the uh, main building. I can only find a few pictures online of the building. I posted one earlier today on Instagram, but I'll post a cleaner image of it as a bonus file on our episode notes. Uh, and I also have an overhead shot from the air, it looks like, of the property where it does show the building situated down on the lake and where it really was. And I believe we were by the back driveway. We found another side driveway that was still visible, you know, and not totally overgrown. Uh, so it was kind of cool to see just like the barest outlines of the old building. And I think it wasn't, you know, because uh, there's no plaque. There's no, you know commemorative sign telling you all about the Martha Washington School. It's just Martha Washington Park now. And you, it, you'd be surprised how little there really is on this mystery about the school and, and how, you know, if it's haunted by whom. But people report hearing screaming, uh, you know, uh, pained voices, uh, voices in struggle, sound of running footsteps, 
locals bear witness to the fact that would-be, like, harassers, attackers, and bullies are actually themselves the targets of these uh, spirits uh, in the park. And I don't know if it's a nighttime phenomenon or not. Obviously, we didn't experience anything today uh, out there in the daytime. It was a beautiful sunny day. Uh, But um, the same spirits, presumably, are those who are said to provide (laughs) uh, some comfort to troubled kids who go to the park to enjoy its surroundings, especially troubled young girls. Uh, which seems fitting, you know, if the if the spirits of the girls who maybe were patients there once upon a time are at all, you know, resonating on that piece of land and maybe with those trees, uh, that maybe they could provide some comfort to the to those who, you know, come there to meditate and get away. Uh, they do say that they, the aspect of the place is a bit dark and creepy in general, and and I, I can attest to an interesting energy down at that weird corner of the lake. It's fall right now. The light of the sun is at a weird angle in general on, you know, on our part of the country at this time of year as it changes into full winter, so... You know, it's just an interesting time to be out there. There was a lot of leaves coming down, and the trees looked really interesting and kind of, you know, pretty skeletal already. Uh, So, um, yeah. So I'm going to continue to look into Martha Washington Park. I really hope I can find a story or two about a real patient or a real doctor who was there. I want to try to find who maybe was running that school towards the end and find out if their career went on for another couple of decades where they maybe went next, you know. Um, uh, Maybe that might tell us something interesting. I don't know. But uh, it was great to get that suggestion from Ed to look into it. Um, So thank you, Edward, for the uh, submission to look into Martha Washington Park. Uh, I'm not done looking into it at all. I really enjoyed going out there and checking it out today, and I hope you guys enjoyed learning a little bit about it. That's cool. So that really is, that's my Martha Washington Park story. Um, And I think we're about there on this episode. Uh, I want to close out by saying thank you as always for listening, uh, everybody. Uh, uh, I don't think I've told you either of you in the last couple of days, guys. Uh, October's downloads are up to 183 as of this morning. Uh, we had 39 downloads in September, so I'm really I'm really happy with October right now, and uh, we haven't put this episode out just yet. So I think it's safe to say we'll crack 200 downloads in October. So super excited about that. Increasing our velocity. A little bit, a little bit, you know, about five times growth last month. So, uh, the best way any of you who are tuning in with us each week and enjoying the show a little bit or a lot, uh, to show us, how we're doing and to at the very same time help us reach more people is to check us out 
in the iTunes store, drop a review. If you're reaching us through another platform, that is great. No problem. Uh, if they have a review function, please review us there. I haven't seen one much on like Stitcher or TuneIn or SoundCloud. On SoundCloud, you may follow the person who you like, subscribe. On YouTube, where I push a lot of this out to, you can subscribe to us there. Uh, you can definitely find us at our website at bakedandawake.com, www.bakedandawake.com. But um, yeah, I don't think, you know, obviously we don't have a, a review system there. The iTunes store remains the biggest vector for exposure for any podcast, period. Uh, and dropping a review there for us will at the very minimum ensure that we're all super pumped even if it's not a five-star review you took time out of your day to come listen to the podcast in the first place presumably and then drill over to that reviews tab and then below it hit the write a review button and then you stop at the very next step and just hit the number of stars that you like if you want to or if you have 10 more seconds, maybe you're in the bathroom or maybe you're having your morning coffee at the, you know, in the kitchen and you're just relaxing, having a piece of toast and, you know, listening to us. Uh, and uh, you do have that extra moment or two. You could write a sentence or two. Your honest feedback is totally fine. Uh, we hope some of the reviews end up being five-star reviews. And you can bet that if you leave us a five-star review, we'll be thanking you during the show at some point very soon thereafter. And maybe we'll even read some of your reviews out loud on the show as well. Um, and yeah, that's about it. I do have a lot of other great stuff in the works. Uh, and I know we're all looking at uh, future opportunities for content and projects. This show, as I said, is going to come out right at the end of October, and then we're moving into November and into the winter here in Seattle. Um, so it should be a great time to stay inside and look at our computer screens a whole bunch and yeah. try to research topics for you guys. It'd be great. Um, okay, well, yeah, everybody, please keep downloading us, keep sharing us, share us everywhere you can. Um, share us on your Facebook, share us on your Instagram. Uh, any of my dumb memes that I put out on my Instagram uh, at, at baked and awake on Instagram, uh, please use at will. You know, I post a lot of dumb weed humor there and stuff, and I post the occasional like uh, things that make you go, hmm, con conspiracy type memes. So, uh, and images and content. So, check it out, follow me there. Uh, and please uh, let us know how we're doing. Uh, tune again, tune in again next week. Um, you know, email us between now and next week and tell us what you want to see us smoke or what you want to hear us investigate or talk about, uh, especially if it's something uh, Northwest related and, and you want to see us uh, get up off the couch and go on a little field trip like I did today to Martha Washington Park. I am looking forward to sharing a few of those pictures with everybody. So. Uh, look look for those uh, with the show uh, attachments. <clears throat> and on Instagram as well. I'll push it out on Instagram also for a more easily consumable for folks who aren't trying to drill in and open attachments and things. Um, yeah, so follow me on Instagram for that. All right, everybody. You know what to do. I always tell you, 
Smoke indica. Do shit anyway.